Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and today you'll be listening to me again after quite some time. For those of you who are not familiar with me and my work, I'm an intuitive healer, energy medicine practitioner, and a shamanic womb priestess and teacher dedicated to reawakening ancient feminine wisdom. I believe that when women reconnect with this ancient feminine wisdom deep inside their bodies, their wombs, and when we heal wounds that are keeping us from loving ourselves exactly the way we are, and when we step into our sacred feminine power, not only do we support the collective healing of humanity, but also the ascension process of our planet. And that's why I take women on sacred journeys of healing and transformation that are intended to release that which no longer serves and clear trauma at a deep cellular level so that we can become who we are truly meant to be in this lifetime, to share our soul gifts with the world and indeed contribute to the evolution of Mother Earth. And many of you may not know this, but I also spent nearly two decades in the field of international aid and human rights with a focus on women and children, working for various organizations and agencies from the UN and the embassy world to local and international civil society organizations in different parts of the world. In both aspects of my work, the human rights field and the healing work, I've seen at first hand the devastating impact of patriarchy on women and girls. I've also had the honor to witness and hold space for what is possible when we commence a deep process of healing that often cuts across generations, timelines, and dimensions. In episode 50 of the Sacred Feminine Power podcast, I spoke about the five core feminine wounds, the mother wound, the sister wound, the body wound, the menstruation wound, and the womb wound, all manifestations of patriarchy in its subtle and not so subtle expressions, and gave my own naturally incomplete definition of sacred feminine power. In this episode, I wanted to attempt to define this concept again, but this time in the context of what is happening on our planet at the moment, with the understanding that I have only just began to scratch the surface in my personal exploration of and direct connection to the divine feminine, she who lives in all of us, she who holds us all, she the ultimate life force that births and creates and rebirths and recreates in an infinite dance of life and death. Now, we are in the middle of an incredibly important paradigm shift, a real turning of the ages, where we as humanity get to choose whether we ascend with Mother Earth and create what is spoken of as the new Earth, founded on love and compassion, cooperation and community, or whether we continue on the path of destruction, materialism, division and conquering. Those with eyes to see will know that this paradigm shift is being heavily opposed by those whose power, wealth and very existence is being threatened by the idea of the new earth. And that these powers that be are doing everything that they can to stop the shift from happening. And that the coercion, 
psychological manipulation, medical experimentation, increasing restrictions, stripping away of our rights, silencing and censorship, fear-mongering and polarization that is happening on an unprecedented scale across our planet is their final push for total control. In this context, sacred feminine power is that primal raw power that courses through our veins, that is calling us to remember our divinity, our true essence, our sole purpose. She's that primordial will to live that ignites our hearts with passion, gets our bodies to sway and dance to the rhythm of our soul songs, and that calls us to find our bliss. She's that warrior who takes action and stands up for what is moral and right, even when it feels impossible to do so, and when the law and the authorities tell us to believe in something else. She's that woman who lifetime after lifetime has been punished for speaking her truth and does it anyway. She's that mama bear that will do anything to defend her cubs and keep them safe. She's that mother who comforts and holds us, rocks us to sleep when our bodies are worn from the battle and when we hurt from having lost friendship after friendship and given up one outdated belief after another. She's the one who cries and grieves and wails at the loss and the devastation and who continues to love us unconditionally and without judgment, no matter the choices we make. She's the one who reminds us that our bodies are sacred and sovereign, that we are made of stardust and ocean waves, that we are intricately connected to Mother Nature, and that in our minds and body temples, we hold incredible healing gifts. And right now, she's whispering to us, roaring to us, to awaken to our divine essence, to remember that these are the times that we have been waiting and preparing for, and that right now, we must stand united, part of a global community that consciously chooses life and holds space for love, peace, compassion, and courage. <sighs> but how do we hold space for love when everything around us seems to be crumbling? When we're being squeezed into tight corners, made to choose sides, told our bodies do not innately know how to protect us, when we're silenced and censored, ridiculed and called liars, How do we hold space for love when so many are asleep and just don't see what we see? When the artificial divide between us and them is greater than it's been for a very long time? How do we hold space for love when a 13-year-old cannot attend her school's field trip without parental permission, but can go and get a potentially harmful, if not lethal, injection without her parents knowing? never mind informed consent? Or how do we hold space for love? When your teenage daughter gets upset with you, when you remove her name from the list of kids about to be ferried off to take the shot and calls you a conspiracy theorist because apparently this so-called vaccination is the only way back to normal, whatever normal means. 
How do we hold space for love when each day brings more and more news about mysterious heart attacks, strokes, suffering and loss? How do we hold space for love when those we care about seem to be turning their backs on us? How do we hold space for love in those moments when every single cell in our bodies just wants to scream at the injustice and the downright criminality of what is happening in the third dimensional reality right now? Well, we have no other choice. For love is the most powerful force, the most potent medicine, the most transformative healing energy that there is. Now that may sound like a platitude, but love truly is the only thing powerful enough to see us through the current transition and keep us not only sane, but rooted into and looking after our bodies, our body temples, accepting decisions others make without judgment, looking into our own shadows with compassion and weaving unity rather than division. It is only when we root into love, into the most luminous love, to use a term coined by the beautiful Gaia mystic, Mayor Cromwell, that we can raise our frequency and rest in the knowing that no matter how crazy things seem, we are loved. The divine plan is in motion. The great mother has our backs and that we've already reached and crossed a tipping point that makes the birthing of the new earth inevitable. And yet, rooting into love can be incredibly difficult to do when the 3D reality we live in clashes with the 5D reality we're dreaming into being. It is so very easy to become overwhelmed with all the information presented to us as truth and to dip into fear when witnessing the seemingly omnipotent tyranny all around us. It can be so hard to keep trusting and keep up hope when our freedoms are being stripped away one at a time and our ability to lead our lives is increasingly determined by a certain kind of a passport. I get it. I've been there. I've dipped into that fear as well. That teenage daughter that I mentioned earlier, the one that calls her mother a conspiracy theorist, that 13-year-old who could walk into any pharmacy and take the shot without ever telling her mother about it. Yep, that's my daughter, who is back at boarding school, so not living with me or us at the moment, and who still a couple of, who still a couple of months ago shared my concerns around the safety of the shot, but now, seemingly influenced by her teachers and her peers, has chosen a totally different view. So I've had to dig real, real deep. I've had to try and balance the mama bear in me who wants to lock her daughter up in her room until it's safe again and who's more than ready to live forever with an angry daughter who hardly speaks to her mama because she's not getting her way. With the deep knowing that the more I nag and warn her and keep begging her to wait, the more she will want to do it. She is a teenager after all that she does need, indeed need to make her own choices. And ultimately, it is her body and her soul's path. And that no matter what she decides, and no matter what happens, I will simply love her. 
Well, yeah, there have been a few sleepless nights, a few mornings where I've had to really force myself out of bed and use all the practices in my toolbox to keep shifting out of the fear. And the thing is that fear is an incredibly debilitating frequency. It kills dreams. It kills hopes and ultimately the will to live. It can make us comply with instructions that make no sense and fall prey to psychological manipulation that does not have our best interest at heart. So I'm spending more and more time than ever in prayer, earthing and grounding into Mother Earth, breathing and tapping, doing qigong and yoga, chanting and drumming and nurturing my body with healthy foods, connecting with my guides, with the Great Mother, and channeling those goddesses whose energies I need in any particular moment. I know deep down that I'll have my girl back and that we will be okay. Just like our planet will be okay. Humanity will be okay. And what we're experiencing now is just a little blip in the bigger scheme of it. But whoa, the energies are super, super intense at the moment. And I figured that if I am having such a roller coaster ride with this, many of you might be too. And in this light, I wanted to give you a couple of ways to find yourself back to love too. The first way is a complimentary seven-day journey where I've brought together seven wise visionaries and way showers, women deeply connected to the wisdom of their wombs, who share daily inspiring messages or transmissions of love and hope channeled from the collective womb consciousness. This is the womb oracle journey, and I am honored to hold space for it for the third time. We start on November 15th, and you can absolutely still join us. And I will include the link for signing up in the intro text to this episode. And for those of you who feel you might need even more concrete support in these times of transition, I'm offering another online seven-day journey, a new one that I've literally just birthed out of all the whirlwind that's been happening in my life as well. And that is all about shifting out of fear, lifting your frequency, no matter what is going on around you, finding the courage to do the right thing and choosing love time and time again. This journey is called Fearless, Cultivating Courage, Compassion, and Love. And in it, I share daily easy-to-do practices that help you root into your body wisdom and become stronger and more resilient, that help you elevate your vibration and activate your primal life force, and that will support you to shake the fear energies and step into a bigger place of power. We work with embodiment practices, goddess energy activations, as well as with more modern energy shifting processes, such as EFT, all super powerful in terms of lifting your spirits. And I'm also going to hold a live healing circle on the seventh day of the journey. And you know that the power of the collective is incredible. And those of you who've experienced my healing circles will also know how much medicine we all provide to each other too. And until the 19th of November, this journey is yours for just 57 USD. So I'll include the link to this journey also in the intro text and hope that many, many of you join me. 
we need to be doing this work together right now. We need to be lifting our frequency and our vibration together right now. And the more people we can find from different parts of the world who come together and do these practices and who join for that healing circle, it, the energies and the frequency will, will be lifted and it will be super powerful. So please do share this with those you feel would benefit. And perhaps you may even wish to give the journey to somebody you feel really needs it. Thank you in advance. I appreciate all of you. And now just for a moment, let's focus our intention and our awareness on this energy of love that's been activated today. And imagine sending this energy to, energy to everybody, everywhere on our planet, to remember that we are truly one and that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend. And I would love everybody just for a moment to specifically focus on Australia that is going through a real tumultuous time at the moment and just send a bit of love and healing energies their way. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening.